Big Talks, where little kids have big conversations. I'm Lou. And I'm Roberto. And I'm Gavin, and we are very excited to be with you today. Yes, this month we have been learning about racism, and last week we interviewed Assembly Member Mia Bonta. We have read the book, A Kid's Book About Racism, and we have the author, Jelani Memory, here with us today. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us, Jelani. It's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. We have been talking about what racism is and what we can do to help put a stop to it. Today we are going to dive deeper into the conversation and learn what we can do to help make the world a better place. So Jelani, first, we really want to know what inspired you to write a, a kid's book about racism. Yeah, it was, um, it was for my kids. Um, I, I wrote it back in uh, 2018. I have six kids. It's a blended family. So I have four white stepkids and two black biological kids. And I wanted them to always feel comfortable talking to me, asking questions about race, culture, color, and especially racism. And so I thought, maybe I'll make a book for them. And I came up with a title that made a lot of sense to me, a kid's book about racism, because that's what it was about. And, and I printed one copy because I never imagined that anyone else would want to read it other than my kids. And so I made it for them, and they were the ones that had the idea to share it with kids like you. That's a very nice idea to do something to your kids. Why do you think it's so difficult for adults to talk about big topics like racism? Yeah, I think it's really hard to talk about big topics like racism for grown-ups because uh, when we were kids, uh, we were talked to about it. Uh, the adults in our lives were always afraid to talk about it. And so I think when we grew up and we became grown-ups ourselves, we didn't have the tools or the ability to talk about it. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, is we're afraid of saying the wrong thing. We're afraid of offending somebody or hurting somebody's feelings. And especially when it comes to kids, we're afraid of saying something that we can't take back. And then kids run with that thing. And they say, well, you told me, blah, blah, blah. And we go as adults, no, no, no. What I really meant was something else. Uh, and so there's a lot of fear for grownups when it comes to talking about big topics like racism. How can kids take action against racism and be allied to their peers from diverse backgrounds? I go visit elementary schools a lot and I get to chat with students. And there's a big message at the end of my book that I really want kids to learn and understand that I think is really important when it comes to taking action. At the very last three words of the book is call it racism. And I instruct kids that when you see something or hear something uh, racist or that seems off or somebody being judged by the color of their skin or excluded from playing or looked down on, is to call it racism. I think it's really hard to take action against racism unless we're able to identify it and give it a name. It's not just being mean. It's not just bullying. It's not just somebody not being nice to you. It's something very specific. And once we're able to give it a name, then we can tell a teacher, we can tell a grown-up, we can stand up for our friend or for ourselves with that specific language to go, hey, I think that's racist, or you shouldn't say that because that's racism. Um, I think that's a big first step in taking action when it comes to dealing with racism. My idea is basically just probably try to just start like a small little podcast about stopping it. 
Mm, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, sure. Okay. Have you ever seen or heard something that you would call racism, um, either, you know, uh, during a sport or at school or recess or during lunch? Yeah, sometimes. But sometimes it's yes. times that I don't really want to talk about those times. They weren't really that good, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's really hard to talk about when something racist happens. It makes me feel a bad feeling in my chest and in my stomach, and it's really hard to bring those feelings back up. It's very nice that you um, visit elementary schools. Oh, thank you. It's it's one of the bright uh, pieces of my day every single week. How can books and stories help promote understanding and empathy among young readers when it comes to the topic of racism? I think books are this magical vehicle to transport us into someone else's life. Now, I think we're all used to stories in books um, being fantastical. There's dragons or superheroes or magic or other lands or planets or something cool. Like my son's favorite book is Dragons Love Tacos. And in that universe, all the dragons love all the tacos. That's his favorite book. But for me, books are also a way for us to understand real people and real lives and real experiences and get transported into their hopes, dreams, fears, and feelings. And when we're able to do that, I think it creates a ton of empathy because we go, wow, I had no idea that it was like that for you. Or, wow, that same thing happened to me and it was really hard for me too. Or, um, uh, when I grow up, I hope I turn out to be just like you. Now, all of those, that happens, I think, through the power of stories. And books are the perfect little vehicle to carry stories in. I agree with you, Jelani. And I also think that books are, like, our empathy because you feel what the character is feeling. Yeah, no, that's really well put. What do you think schools and teachers can do to create anti-racist environments for their students? That's a really, really good question, really tough question. I think one of the first things that needs to happen is teachers need to learn and get educated. They need to do their own homework. I know it seems like your teachers have all the answers about everything, but I'm sure you also know that they don't know everything, and sometimes they get stuff wrong. And your teachers are people just like you, and so they have their own education and learning, and also they have their own biases and prejudices and things they believe that need to be adjusted or they need to grow up in their thinking. Um, and so I think it starts with teachers and training and education for teachers to create those environments. I also think um, the very hiring practices for schools and school districts to include more diverse faces. Did you know that from kindergarten all the way through college, for me, I only had one teacher who looked like me. I only had one black teacher that whole time. Now, for me, what that did was made me think that the only people who could be teachers were people who didn't look like me, which is, of course, not true. And so it would have meant the world to me to have more black and brown teachers in my life who I can look up to and realize that I could aspire to be what they were like. So I think a lot of it comes down to teachers and administrators. Um, 
doing the education, changing the hiring practices, including more diverse voices. And then I think from there, a lot of really good policies and activities and um, environments are created with those things in place. I have an idea to create an anti-racist environment for their students. Read a kid, read a kid's book about racism. Oh, I love that idea. I love that idea. You already told us, but what is the, what do you hope that young readers and adults will carry with them as they grow? Yeah, my hope is 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 really simple. Is that through reading my book, um, is that kids are able to have a language to notice and identify and call racism out when it happens as they're able to spot it which is really what I wanted for my kids and I hope all kids are able to do that and then from there hopefully it sparks more conversations more talks and it creates an openness to be able to talk about the topic of racism what I got from Jelani's book is not to judge other people from the color of their skin what I got from Jelani's book is that you have to support skin color and not and not call it out as bad or anything. Thank you again, Jelani. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Um, uh, just that this is the, the coolest podcast I've been on in a long time. Y'all are really good at this. Thanks. I'm really trying. That's all for today's episode of Low Minds Big Talks. We hope you enjoyed listening. And we hope you never stop having these big conversations. Check out akidsco.com for books about racism, gender identity, and lots of other big topics. Thank you for listening. And remember, little hearts can make a big difference. So spread kindness, stay curious, and strive to make the world a better place, one conversation at a time. Bye! Bye! Bye.